So what do we start with? This is the question. We had 26 topics that we mentioned. I'm sure we'll have many emails of requests of topics coming in. What do we start with this incredible series? I was thinking that I think we need to start with only one topic. And this is going to be the topic of today. It's a topic that is Nogea to every single act that we do around the clock, all the time, wherever you do, wherever you are, and whatever you do, but more specifically in the workplace. There is no question that today's Shaila is Nogea to everything you do and how you act in the workplace, in a business, in anything that comes under that umbrella. And that is, of course, the halacha of Kiddush Hashem and Chilal Hashem. Something that is so important when you're working with other people, whether they are Jews, whether they are non-Jews, whether they are religious or they're not religious, it is irrelevant. Every action you do, you are being scrutinized. You're under a magnifying glass. They're checking to see how are you acting, what are you doing. There are so many things that we do that fall under this umbrella of Kiddush Hashem and Chilal Hashem. It could be in our speech, it could be in our business transactions, it could be in all sorts of things. And the slightest deviation from what's meant to be done could be an act of Chilal Hashem, which as we'll see is one of the worst Averis. So it's so crucial for us to understand, before we discuss any of the other Shailas that we're going to be discussing, in Hilcha's business, in the of Mecca, and the of dealing with a business, and having a business, and working in a business, is the halachas of Kiddush Hashem, and Chilal Hashem, we have to know that. So let's start with a bit of a Hagdama, like this. There's a Mordeka Loshen, in its Tzemach Tzedek. The Tzemach Tzedek brings a Loshen in his Sefer Derech Mitzvah Yisecha, in the Mitzvah of, of Kiddush Hashem, he says as follows. He says there is no greater mitzvah than Kiddush Hashem. Why? And he says, because there is no greater display of emuna in Hashem when a person reveals that his entire self is for the Rabbi Nishalayim. Something we mentioned yesterday being so important that when we discuss halacha in the workplace, that discuss halacha in business, it's pure emuna in Hashem. Chayv Salavavah says it so many times. It's our emunah. Do we really believe that our parnasa, that our business, that everything that happens amongst the day is coming from the Rabbani Shalom or not? And therefore, when a person is making a Kiddush Hashem, it shows, it displays himself as someone that purely trusts in the Rabbani Shalom and not his own actions. When a person makes a Chilal Hashem, very often it's because he's trying to do the wrong thing because he wants to make more money, he wants to conduct a business deal that may not be, you know, in the right way of the Torah, and that can cause the Chilal Hashem, which is basically no emun in Hashem. Which is why the Heilig Tzemach Tzedek brings down that there's no greater mitzvah, I'll read through the Loshan. Mitzvah zu gedoyla mikol haramach mitzvah saseh. This is the greatest mitzvah of all the mitzvahs that say all the positive commandments, is the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, how important that is. And I'll read to you another Lashon, which I think is also important to realize, just to put into context, Kiddush Hashem and Chilal Hashem. There's a Mordek Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi in the Dorim Peret Gimel, Halacha Tes, says as follows, Oma Rebbe Yudah Barpazi, Chilal Hashem Kosha Mikulam. That Chilal Hashem is the worst thing possible. The Lashon in the Medrash, in Vayikarabah Perech Chobbeis Oizvav, Motzinu, Shevitera Kodesh Boruchu Al Sometimes we find, says Chazal, that the Rabbi Nishalonim was Mavata on some of the worst Aveiras, one of them being Avodah Zorah. 
Alright, the Seder, whatever, whatever it was, whatever reason, he has excuses, he has tithers, okay, alright. The Rabbani Shalom sometimes is Mavata. Zukhazal, Veloy Viter al Chilal Hashem. The Rabbani Shalom is never Mavata on Chilal Hashem. So we're dealing with something that is so common, something that we almost don't find anywhere else. In fact, the Gemara tells us in Yuma Pevov, the Rambam Paskins, Halachalamaisa, anyone that learned Hilchus Chuva Parakalaf, the Rambam Paskins, that the only way that a person can ever do Chuva for Chil Hashem is by dying. There is nothing on this earth that you can do that will be Machapa for the Avera of Chil Hashem. I don't know of any other Avera that is as Chomer as this, and yet it is something when we're sitting in the office, when we're sitting at the, at the desk, when we're on the building site, when we're at a meeting, when we're on the street, whatever it is, we can be either making a Kiddush Hashem or a Chilal Hashem. So we're dealing with something very, very important. Something very, very Nagaya. In fact, there was a Yid that wrote up so an article about his experiences of being a manager in a very, very big company. When he first started the company, when he first got his job as a manager of the company, so he wrote down some of his experiences. And he said the following, his name was Yossi, whatever, and he wrote down the experiences, and he said the following idea, which I think is very, very important. He said like this, if you're dealing with a non-Jew, a non-Jew can be perceived by his co-workers, by his boss, by his workmates, by his employees, whatever it is, in one of three ways. There's one of three ways that he can be perceived. Either he can be liked by people, or he can be disliked by people, or he can be one of the boys. He's one of the guys, middle of the ground. He's just one of the guys. Those are one of the three ways that a person can be perceived if he's a non-Jew. But he said, when you're a Jew, things change completely. And there are only one of two possibilities. Either you will be respected because you are from Jew, thus causing a Kiddush Hashem, or you will be disliked because you're from Jew, thus causing a Chilol Hashem. It could be the slightest thing. How careful do we have to be when we're working with others, and again, others could be Jews, religious or not religious, and they could be non-Jews. How careful we have to be to go beyond the, where we need to go, and make sure that every act that we do is considered to be a Kiddush Hashem. So let's understand for a moment, what does it mean, a Kiddush Hashem? What does it mean, a Chilal Hashem? So for this, we have to turn to the Gemara in Yuma Daf Pevov, where the Gemara goes through many of these in Yanim. And I'll just read you a little bit in Hebrew, in Aramaic, and then we'll go through some of it in English. The Gemara says like this, Pevov Amalaf in Yuma, look it up. The Gemara says, Omer Abaya, which we all know means, love Hashem. That's the mitzvah in the Torah to love Hashem. Chazal explained to us, that not only does it mean to love Hashem, personally, but it also means we should try to inspire other people to love Hashem as well. And the Brisa says, how do we do that? How do we inspire other people to love the Rabbi Yishalaylam? And it says that if a person is learning Torah, and his and his business dealings are done in the correct way, and he's a pleasant person, 
That's what the Gemara says. If your business dealings are done correctly, then all of a sudden they say about you, Ashrei Oviv, Shalom du Torah, ah, how praiseworthy is his father that taught him Torah. Ashrei Rabboi, Shalom de Torah, praiseworthy is his Rebbe that also taught him Torah because his business dealings are done correctly in the right way, Alpi Torah, and he's a pleasant person, right? And if he doesn't do it that way, they say, woe is to his parents and his Rebbe and everything else. Chazal continue. And the Gemara says that if a person learns Torah and he learns Mishnah and he does business dealings in the wrong way, and by the way, they pick this up very quickly. They can pick this up very quickly if the Jew is trying to scan the system. They can pick it up very quickly if he's doing things in the wrong way. They can, they can pick this up very easily. Well, under the magnifying glass, everything's enlarged. Got to be extremely careful. Says Chazal, Gemara Yuma, Daf Pei Bob, look it up. Oman Aleph. If you do your business dealings in the wrong way and you're not a pleasant person, what do people say about him? Woe is to the person that taught him Torah. Woe is the person, the father that brought him into the world. And that's a terrible thing. That means based on this Gemara, what do we find? What I just told you from this perception, from this Yossi, who entered a company who said the same thing. It's Be'etzim Chazal. And that means when we enter the workplace, when we do business, and by the way, even if you're doing it online and people don't quote-unquote know who you are, they can figure things out. And they have done in the past. It's very, very simple. You have a choice. Everything you're doing is either creating a Kiddush Hashem or you're creating a Chilad Hashem. The Gemara gives us only two possibilities. Everything, it goes that way or that way. There's no middle ground. There's no like in the middle. There's no such thing. Everything you're doing is either a Kiddush Hashem or a Chil Hashem. And you have to try and scrutinize everything you're doing and ask yourself every single day you're in work to see, what am I doing? Somebody even suggested that when you're in the office or whatever it is you're working from home, whatever you're doing, stick on your computer screen. One of these, you know, yellow post-it notes. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tomit. Always, you should know, the Rabboni Shalom is in front of me. Is what I'm doing Correct. Is what I'm doing honest? Is what I'm doing going to create a Kiddush Hashem? And that's a very important thing because it's not only how we conduct our business, but it's also in the way we conduct our business. They're looking at our midas, they're looking at our character traits, they're looking at us under pressure, they're looking at our language, do we lower our standards, do we go down to other people's level, whatever it is, they notice everything. And let me mention one last thing as well. Chazal asks, what does it mean, a Kiddush Hashem? What does it mean, a Chilal Hashem? Give me the definition. Define the term, Chilal Hashem. So once again, Rabbi Say, Gemara Yuma Dav Peivov. The Gemara says, what is considered to be a Chilal Hashem? Rav says, that if someone like me were to buy meat from the butcher and buy on credit, meaning I don't pay immediately, that's considered to be a Chilal Hashem. Rabbi Yochanan said, if I was going to walk Daladamas, four cubits, without learning Torah and without tefillin, that is considered to be a chilal Hashem, a very, very high level, a level that maybe perhaps is not even the gear to us. But I want to mention that specifically because there's a Mordika Marsha. The Marsha over there in the Gemara in Yumadav Peivov tells us that it's very, very important to know that even if their actions were justified, that even that Rav and Rav Yechanan were doing the right thing, it's okay for them to buy on credit. It's okay for him to walk for whatever reason without Tvinan and without Torah. He was justified to do what he did. But if it was perceived by someone else in the wrong way, that is dangerous. And that is a Chel Hashem. Especially if we're dealing, says the Marsha, with an Adam Chashev. That is scrutinized. That all of his actions are looked upon in a very, very enlarged way. Rabbi said there's no question that us as from Jews are looked upon as an Adam Chashev 
People expect us to be better. People expect better from us, not only in our business transactions, but also how we conduct our business. And therefore, we have to be careful. For viewed in a magnifying glass, everything we do is going to be viewed in that way. And it's so important for us to be able to keep our values, hold on to our principles. I'll tell you, Mordecai Maisa. The Maisa goes like this. There was a guy from Jew, as there are many, who wanted to study to become a lawyer. So the process... To become a lawyer, my uncle was a lawyer in America for many, many years. He told me the process. It's a very rigorous, difficult process to become a lawyer. How it works is, obviously, you study for a bunch of years, and then you go through a number of tests. And each test that you do knocks off a bunch of people that are not holding in the inyonim. In other words, if you start with 400 people, after test number one, they're going to knock out already 300 people. These guys are not Nagaya. And it goes from test to test to test, until eventually... They get to a group of 10. So if you started with 400, after a bunch of tests, they're going to knock everybody out. You guys are not Nagaya. Find another job, find another profession. But there'll be 10 guys that are going to qualify to one of the top jobs. And they'll take those 10 guys. Again, everyone has a different process. But this was the process that he explained to me. That every uh, process is different. But this is how his one was. They take the 10 guys and they bring them to like one of these fancy courtrooms, to these one of these buildings that they have all different courts and systems and whatever it is over there. They bring them in over there and they judge them in front of a whole group of judges. It's a whole very scary, rigorous program. So there was a Yid, a from Yid, who decided he's become a lawyer. He went all the way and he made it to the last 10. He made it to that group of 10 people. Unbelievable. And he got there. And as he gets to the outside of the building, he's the only from Jew in the group. Some of them are going, some of them are not religious. He's the only from one there. He thinks to himself, should I wear my yarmulke or should I not wear my yarmulke? Like, is the pshat they're going to look at me better with my yarmulke? Or is the pshat they're going to look at me worse with my yarmulke? I don't know. So when he comes there, he's got his yarmulke on. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to wear it. He puts it in his pocket. It's better that they don't know. Uh, the group of 10 people over there, one guy with a yarmulke, it's probably not a good idea. So he takes it off. He gets into the building, gets to the first floor by the staircase over there, right right before the elevator. And he says, you know what? I guess not, no, no, I'm, I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm religious. I'm proud. Religious rights, whatever it is, I'm putting it on. He puts it on. Fine. He gets to the, in the elevator, gets to the second floor, which is where he needs to get to. Comes out the elevator. And he's like, nah, nah, I can't. It's Israel. And I, no, I, can't, I don't want to have any problem. Takes off the yarmulke and puts it in his pocket. And it goes on a couple of times till he reaches the room of the court, courthouse, whatever it is that he had to do. He does the test, 10 guys are there, we'll get back to you. He gets an email a week or two later from the company, and they said to him, I'm terribly sorry that we are not accepting you. And he couldn't believe it, because he really felt that he did great. He really felt that he did great. He saw, he saw that he answered, he was confident, he had all the right... It doesn't make sense. So he called up the guy, said, could you at least tell me, like, I want to learn from my mistakes. I made it all this far. Like, tell me why. Why is it that I didn't pass the test? He said as follows. He said, we have cameras in the entire building. A lawyer has to be someone that can stand up to his principles, that he knows what's right. We saw that you were struggling. We knew you, we, we think we didn't research you. We knew you were religious Jew. And ever we knew you were religious Jews were yarmulkes. We saw you struggling with your religion. Do you, do you not? Do you, do you not? Yes, principle, not principle. We can't have someone that works here, that is a lawyer, that doesn't keep up to his principles and hold them strong. 
And therefore, Rabbi Sai, when we hold on to our principles, when we know what's right and we do the right thing, however hard that may be, and even if we feel it's going to get us a loss of money and we're going to lose the customer if we don't do this, that, and the other, we have to have to believe that everything is from Hashem. As the Tzamech Sadek said, we started with today, that everything is from Hashem, and when a person acts with the Kiddush Hashem, there is no greater act, there's no greater mitzvah because it shows that he believes that everything is the Rabbi Nishlanim. Be careful when you're in the workplace, be careful when you're around other people, and any time during the day, wherever you are, make sure that you're living with Hashem and you're creating a Kiddush Hashem. Thank you, Rabbi. Have a wonderful day.